0: Hi everybody, welcome to Conversations with Calvin, we the species. Um, hey, it's 12 days to Christmas. It's almost like that, you know, that song, you know, 12 Days of Christmas. Uh it's 12 Days of Christmas. And and I'm with Jeff Valledo. Uh, and we've been just chatting here for like an hour. You know, the, the chemistry, the synchronicity, uh, there's bonding here, uh, and uh uh, he's out in California I'm in Jersey boom boom uh but we met and 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 now we're gonna do this interview which I, I'm actually going to read the title so you all are gonna try to kind of hook everybody in uh uh there's so much uh, to Jeff and what he's done and what he continues to do and 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 you know I'm so uh, into the stuff that he does so it, it's the um Jeff Baedo, the power of positive psychology and gamification we got to talk about that. Uh, grow Your Business with Challenges. We're going to talk about that. Uh, he's a podcaster. He studied spiritual psychology, which just blew me away because I love that stuff. I don't know anything about it, but I love it. Uh, and then the last thing, um, it is what it is, chocolate chip cookies. So that's our title. Uh, so this is going to be a really fun time with Jeff. And and uh, I've just completed, we talk about this too, uh, I've just completed my Johnny Carson monologue. I didn't do any jokes, but no current events. But Jeff, I'm so thrilled you were
1: here. So take it away, the little bio, and then we'll kind of jump into stuff. Yeah, likewise. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Kelvin. Um, and I've really enjoyed like just getting to know you. You just have got uh, a lot of uh, wonderful wisdom and energy. And I just I, you are that one of those people that I could just Thank you know you. all of a sudden three, four, five hours pass, and it's just like oh, I want I, I still want more. So Thank um, thanks for having me. A uh, little bit of a bio. Um, so, I always tell the story that uh, when I was in eighth grade, I'm from a very small town in Wisconsin. Um, I had what they clinically diagnosed as a bad attitude, and uh, I was I was really butting heads with my parents, especially my dad. And to his credit, instead of writing it off as those you know kind of terrible preteen years, he gave me Earl Nightingale's "Strangest Secret in the World" cassette tape back then, wow. uh, and challenged me to listen to it. Wow. And, uh, I did listen to it. Um, and then I listened to it again and then I, and then I really listened to it. And it was the first time I'd ever heard anyone speaking about, um, the power of our thoughts, goals, uh, and and that we could, you know, we, we really could create a life that we, that we loved if we followed this formula. Anyway, I became hooked on positive, um, and self-help material. And I became the most positive kid in my hometown by a lot. Uh, now there weren't that many kids in my hometown, but, um, but that, it put me on a certain trajectory in my life, and I always hope to someday be able to give back in a way, in some way, some small way that was similar to what Earl had done for me. And, um, and now I work in an industry where we've created a you know a platform. We get a chance to work with uh, hundreds and hundreds of coaches who, have, who are just amazing around the globe um, by helping them turn some of their content into gamified challenges that make creating change in your life uh, fun. And, and enjoyable while you're actually working on a habit that's that's definitely going to move the needle, uh, you know, for you in terms of creating the life that you really want to be living. So, uh, it's been a long journey from from uh, from then till now. But uh, that's a little bit of that's a, that's a little bit of an intro. Well, we're kind of, kind
0: of uh, we're gonna kind of dissect that. We, we the whole what, what you do, uh, you know, the giving back, uh, uh, the the positivity, and like I said before we went on air. That it's a whole new world. We the species, which is the title of this, don't know a heck of a lot. But yeah. positivity, man, it 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 changes this whole thing up here.
1: And it's a powerful tool if you can put it in a bottle. And we're yeah. gonna get to that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I think that. um while we don't know you know we we continually realize that how much we don't know and and they continually are are pushing the the limits and the frontiers of of knowledge at some at some level we do have this kind of innate knowing and i think you know we, you and i were talking a little bit about it where we just have this feeling and certainly we have the experience where someone comes into the room and they're you know kind of a grouch and they're in a bad mood and we can feel that right like we can we it just it, it does something to us and similarly if someone comes in and they're upbeat and they have some nice things to say about us. We also can feel the difference there. And so there is something that we all innately know is going on, whether we can actually, you know, speak to it or, or know the science behind it or any of that. We do know that there's kind of more going on than, than often meets the eye. Yes.
0: We're at least sophisticated enough to realize yeah. there's something out there. Yeah. There's something, you know, it's like a Rod Serling thing. There's something out there. Uh, um, so, um, Again, you know, when we first were we're first uh you know a few weeks ago and and um uh and studying you or studied you.
1: Um
0: uh, uh, and this just fascinates me. And we talked about it a bit if you want to go in a little bit more of that, But you studied you studied a spiritual psychology in college.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got my master's in spiritual psychology. So um I always tell people that's a very California degree. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of those degrees out there. And, and, and usually certainly my parents are like, well, what do you do with a degree like that? Um, they didn't, they're looking for the practical application, but the reality is, uh, it does tend to kind of spark that curiosity for most, for, for a lot of people, certainly in, in my circles. And again, because it, it does, there's something about that is psychology kind of studying the mind, studying our beliefs, studying, you know, kind of what, what is it about us that makes us us um when we couple that with a spiritual not a religious but a spiritual element that there might be something more there might be something more and again you have that beautiful i mean you have a lot of beautiful stories but you know i think a lot of us have examples where life becomes unexplainably synchronistic unexplainably good things start to go together where there's just no way we can really explain them logically or with reason and so I just always invite people like there, like that kind of stuff. What if it could happen more often? What if, what if we could kind of dissect it and start to create a life where we invited the beautiful synchronicities in to be a part of, you know, just the way of life, we were open to them. And instead of them being like, oh, I have that really weird experience and always explaining it as weird, really explaining it as, you know, maybe this is kind of how life works. The perfect people come in to my life when, when they're supposed to. The people leave when they're supposed to, um, life, you know, work changes or it comes and all of those things start to, there starts to be a different attitude and perspective around, I guess, life with a capital L. And, and it really does a lot. If you study that to start to calm the nervous system, right? Like, uh, for me, I was anxious growing up. I had a, I had background anxiety all the time. And I think a lot of people can relate to that in one way or another that, ugh was i being fake and in in, in where are people going to find out that i'm not all this or you know i'm just nervous about will things work out excuse me but then starting to have this bigger perspective is what if life was really conspiring for us and what if i could play a creative role in how i wanted my life experience to be now that's if that's the invitation you know that's something that i could sign up for and and i spent several years of my life studying and uh and it's a it's a lifelong journey but that was a really beautiful yeah. intro uh to that you know,
0: world interesting you know you said something um uh you know the spiritual thing uh about you know reaching for it uh um what i what i have noticed in my world in which i've written about in my second novel which hopefully will come out in the spring but the whole spiritual element uh is the more you open, my own experience, the more you open yourself to that, and you said it in a different way, but the more you open yourself to that, the more you get. Yeah. Uh, so if you're open and you're receptive and, and the funny thing is every one of us, uh, the 8 billion of us, we have that, but the overwhelming majority
1: don't use it And it's true. And I think one of the best analogies always is, you know, kind of the radio is there are different channels, different frequencies, and whatever one we're tuned into is going to be the dominant experience that we have. And so all we're really doing is playing with the radio dial to see again, I like that. to tune into a channel, to the channel that really we want to be listening to. Do we want uh, one that's full of drama? Do we want one that's and that's exciting? So there's no no judgment there. That's right. that can be very exciting. Um, do we want one that's filled with laughter? Do we want one that's filled with creativity? Again, just finding that and that's that's kind of a fun journey to be on. Like, am I on the frequency where that becomes most of my experience or a large percentage of my experience?
0: Interesting, interesting. It, it is interesting. Um, in your growing up, you became uh, a, a real player in the video game industry and gamification and all that. Can you uh, talk about that? I mean, you were designing games, right?
1: Uh, well, no, not not quite. Uh, I was a, a partner in a, in a publishing, a video game okay. publishing company. So okay. we were, at the time, we were um, publishing all the big name games for the Mac. Uh, so okay. at the time in the late 90s, Apple had very small apple uh market share and they didn't have any any video games on their platform and so we had a chance to work with all the big studios to bring their marquee titles to the Mac and so we brought Tomb Raider oh, and wow. John Madden Football and you know the just uh, the Sid, wow. Sid Meier's Civilization all of those big names we had a chance to work in our company would uh a, People smarter than me would port them, which is convert them to work on the Mac. Wow. And then we would re-release them. And so if you were in CompUSA or Best Buy, you would see, um, you know, the PC version and then the Mac version. We would be the ones who are putting out the Mac version.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, so I,
1: I got it wrong, but I mean, you were doing, I mean. I was around a lot of very creative people and it was sure an amazing are. industry. And our, our, our company was one of those fun ones that wow. started in an attic. And then it went to a small, you know, small office, then a bigger office, and um, and they recently sold for uh, north of a hundred million dollars. So it's uh, I, I've been oh, yeah. gone for a long time. That wasn't, uh, but
0: not bad. Um, yeah, my my son was uh, a huge gamer, still is, and it's yeah. funny uh, um, when he's here and, and he, you know they come visit and stuff, and you know I, I walk by the room and the room is. I see this like fluorescent lights slipping under the
1: door and, and I laugh to myself cause he's gaming, you know? <laughs> it's a huge part of the culture now. And it's not, Um, you know, I think at the time it was very much just, you know, kind of like teenage boys maybe in their twenties and it's just grown uh, back then in the, you know, that was in the nineties. And now it's really been, there's family, you know there's there's something for everybody. And so there are, whether we're playing Candy Crush or Bejeweled or something on our phone or we're in one of these deep immersive worlds that are, I mean, the tech is pretty amazing. So it's, it is, it has become a huge part of the culture.
0: Yeah. It is. It's funny. I, I, when, when he was growing up, I would give him all these lectures about not to do it. And, and so he comes back to me now and says, you know, they have, they have tournaments now.
1: It, my my brother is a car chiro- is a chiropractor and uh, a very good one. Um, he's in Canada now, but when he was in LA, uh, one of the the top halo teams they were having a halo tournament in LA and he was brought in as the chiropractor for their team wow and these guys were all in the penthouses of what you know the the best wow. hotels they, they they're rock stars they're total yeah um it is an amazing and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of money there's a lot of, a lot of money and yep. uh that was just a, that's when i was like oh my goodness this is this is different than yeah than when i was sitting at home playing super mario brothers or whatever when i was grown up
0: I played that. My my, I I relented uh, in the middle of it all, and and there was the Super Mario one with King Cooper or whatever, uh, and he had me play it, and 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 I'm a little OCD, so once I jumped in, you know, three four in the morning, I'm still playing it, and it went on for a long time until finally, you know, no. Um, yeah, you got un- to uh, it, it, it was. I thought it was conspiratorial uh, (laughs) a little bit. I I like to think like that. But anyway, back to, um, so you also had a journey, uh, an interesting journey through real estate.
1: Um, Yeah. When I left the, so what coincided when I left the the video game publishing company, um, I left to get my master's. And so that moved me from Austin, Texas to California and So I say that I retired because things had gone well and I was going back to school, Um, but the truth was uh, I started investing in real estate. And my dad—I had watched my dad do it when I was younger in Wisconsin. He had uh, built up a little portfolio of rental properties, Um, and it actually was very traumatic because that was most of my childhood was like painting those houses or or cutting the you know I didn't have a lot of free time. It was always working on on his properties, but. But I was like, okay, well, maybe this will work for me. And so I started investing. And at the time, real estate was, uh, it just, I would actually, where I was in Palm Springs, Palm Desert area, you would wait. I, w- I was waiting in line on a Saturday morning at six in the morning. You would have thought it was like a concert ticket to buy a house, to put money down wow. on a, They were going so They were going so fast. Yeah. And every week, the price on those houses would go up 10 grand. These are before they're built. Like they would wow. just, it was track housing. And so if you waited... Five, six months it would be up 60 grand the same house you were building someone else was building the same one well for a little while that was awesome for a couple of years it was just i'd buy a couple of houses sell a couple houses and that was a wonderful way well i got it i got excited i started buying more and then 2008 happened and uh and i lost in in a six month period i lost millions and millions of dollars and uh had to had to hit reset um which wow. was a very very tough lesson at the time but um wow yeah, I had to start I had to start over. and I'll tell you the big lesson though was what I said to myself is, I've lost it all. That's what I said to myself. Thankfully, I had people around me, um, family, parents, uh, that quickly reminded me that 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 wasn't all. I lost some money. I lost some property that I never lived in. And there were in 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 that time, two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, people were losing things that were much more important and valuable. And so I quickly got, not quickly, I slowly got some perspective and, and eventually pulled myself out of feeling sorry for myself and, and the identity crisis that I was going through as to who I was and what I was going to be able to do after that. And it really shifted knowing that again, the important things, which I had been identifying as money, bank account, uh, success in the, in the financial world, weren't, weren't what I wanted to define success as.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great perspective. Yeah. Great perspective. What a, what a lesson of life uh, to have that and boom, boom. Um, just to take a, a, a breather, a little, one quick off topic question that I like. It's my favorite question to ask. And you don't have to answer it. It's a one word. You can actually give me a couple answers, whatever. But here, here's the um, uh, excluding family or friends, somebody living a day that you'd like to spend a day with.
1: Uh, Ryan Reynolds. I think the, the the couple names that come to mind, George Clooney, Ryan Reynolds, and and uh and Elon Musk. I think okay. those are the three that's uh are at the top of that list. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Great, great answer. Um it's funny, I always I always use George Clooney and, and almost every day I use the name George Clooney. You know, as I reach out to celebrities to get them to come on this podcast. Uh, I always say I, I, I won't reach out to George Clooney because you know it's an impossibility. Although yeah. I don't like to believe that you're a positive guy, but nevertheless, but I use George Clooney and Oprah uh, as yeah. an
1: example of, of, you know, way out there. Um, but anyway, great answer. I could see I could see you and George having a lot to talk about. I think that would he just seems fun. I think you I think he would really appreciate your yeah, wisdom and stories. He's so. a Great practical joker too. And he's yeah, he's got that. Pra- you know what if you do that let's make sure you film on location uh in lake como i think i think you should go over there and and uh do- in a heartbeat
0: yeah in a heartbeat uh yeah and you know i don't um uh and you know i don't uh put things uh i mean i always wanted to be you know I, everybody i think all of us at one time you know want to be in a movie so and, and that's been a thing and so i fulfill that uh some years ago and a uh, long story I snuck onto the set of one true thing. Uh Meryl Streep, William Hurt, Renee Zellweger, directed by Carl Franklin. It was filmed in my my one of my hometowns, Maplewood. And, and yeah. I'm right smack in, in in the Christmas scene. Uh mm-hmm. long story. Uh, but I fulfilled. There it is. I did. I I um I wasn't paid for it because I snuck on. It was brilliant how I did it, but uh, and and then I it went to my head and Iowa. Uh, I I went down for an audition for Water Worlds with Spielberg, Tom Cruise, and they called me twice to, to you know the casting agent. But uh, yeah. I, I turned that down because I was I chickened out. Whatever,
1: it's not important. But you're you're right. You, I, you I'm, can I'm, say you turned down Spielberg, which is I, not, I, which, which I do not, not, a peop- not a lot of people. Not a lot of people can say that. I do say that. Uh, yeah. I
0: turned turned it down one of the biggest mistakes of my life but it was a lesson learned talk about positivity lesson learned don't ever don't ever turn down opportunities again and that's why i wound up teaching at rutgers i didn't want to but i did because it was an opportunity but anyway back to business so you do a lot of uh, executive coaching can you talk about that
1: sure um i did for a a while uh whoops can you still hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I, I was doing that for a while, and actually, when my business partner and I uh, got started, we were doing a lot of executive coaching and and corporate training. Um, what? But we created this tech platform that I was telling you about that turns you know creating change into a game. And we, we and we quickly got asked by some of our clients if they could not only use that for our training but for some of their other trainings. And it became this beautiful opportunity to help more people. And to become a tech company, which I kind of missed from the, you know, the video games side of things. And so we've, for the last seven years, been been fully focused on supporting coaches, trainers, speakers, authors using our platform. So uh, we're more behind the scenes now, providing okay. the platform and the, and the the environment for the change to occur uh, to to occur with whoever's content uh, we're working with being the you know, kind of the main show.
0: Okay. Which yeah. leads right into you founded and created Enjoy.
1: Yeah. I N J O Y. Let's
0: talk about Enjoy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the premise there was my, my business partner had an illustrious career in corporate America. She was a CEO for years of some big, big companies. I had been an entrepreneur for, uh, you know, a serial entrepreneur. And, and what we were both wanting was more joy in our lives. We just really wanted to love what we were up to. And we wanted people to love what they were, up to right whether no, no matter where they were and so um that was being in joy was kind of the goal for us uh at the core and essence of our business and the product and the and our, our our method of doing that was going to be to support kind of the intangible skills the the, the i hate saying soft skills but those kind of character building um leadership building qualities that's uh that we that we have in varying degrees but if we build those muscles it, it ends up being really huge in terms of not only our our external success but but our our joy and fulfillment along the way so mm-hmm. we started working with companies um, to help build culture and reinforce the culture they wanted to um, build their upcoming build their up and coming leaders and then when the pandemic hit we started having some coaches in our community say hey can we use your platform uh, with our stuff and then that's wow. been the last couple of years and uh, and it's been, it's just been really sweet. So I'm around at just a full circle. Like like I know you like full circle, but from that eighth grade kid, I now, uh, from the podcast, from our, our company, I get a chance to work with some of my heroes all the time. Like they're just these amazing, you know, coaches and authors and speakers and and the people that I would happily pay to be in their company. And and now we get a chance to support some of their work on a daily basis, which is great. All right.
0: We're going to, um, we're gonna jump um this is a real family show. My family dog, uh, which we've been babysitting for months, is about to bark. Nice. think well, welcome. so um if it happens, it happens. Uh uh <laughs> I'm not wearing a tie, so it's all it's all that you're not wearing a tie, so it's all legit. Um yeah. so moving on, you you uh, and this also fascinates I mean so much stuff that fascinates me. Um uh what is
1: my challenge, creator? Uh, so, yeah. So that is actually that's the name of the platform, and and what it is is it's like this template, so that you can you know you've written uh, yours are novels, but let's say um, let's say you were wanting to impart a little wisdom on uh, wellness, you know, like you're you you've just kind of you embody that right, just life force and 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 wellness. So you have you would create like a little it could any length of time, but let's say you're going to do a 30 day wellness challenge to start 2023. So you would put a little bit of your, maybe a couple of videos, maybe some exercises into this template. And then the rest of it would be taken care of by the platform. Mm-hmm. It would provide a little wow. daily inspiration, wow. a community aspect. And it's this really cool way wow. for, to, yeah, for people to do little things. We're big fans of micro habits, little tiny actions on a daily basis that really do move the needle. So, you know, most of us want to create change, but the way that most of us do it is we try to do something big and we realize that's not really sustainable to go from zero to big. And so the the best way to create change in our lives are little micro nudges and micro actions over time. And and so that's the, this is a a, a real beautiful support structure for that.
0: That's brilliant. Little micro changes. uh, That's brilliant.
1: Uh, Yeah. There's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He's, uh, I I just, I, I, I'm really looking forward to meeting him sometime because that book speaks exactly to why we did what we did as well. It's just all the data shows that again, if, if people start to build on the momentum of small wins, then they're much more likely to stay with, we're much more likely to stay with that new action until it actually becomes a habit. And if we create a habit, then we keep the change. If we don't keep the habit, we end up falling back into our right. old way of doing things.
0: Keep the habit. I, I like that. I'm writing it down. Actually, All right. <laughs> Taking notes. Nice. Okay. Um, so you have a, a, a podcast which uh I confess I haven't listened to, but I will.
1: Um I'm gonna you'll read. like you'll like it. It's, it's yeah uh, um, it's... uh so it's enjoy success, yeah, podcast and the print. The premise is really just about giving so we have a lot of um talented, you know, again, by everyone's definition, successful people on um, on the show. But the the premise is what is their definition of success and how have they created a life that they love? Right. So it gives the audience permission to define success by really what is what matters most, you know, to each individual. For us, success is a life defined by by the things that do matter the most happiness, gratitude, contribution, love health, what, you know, those kind of things. And so we give space for that. And then the conversation really becomes about not only what they've done, but who they are and and the things that they love and what it, what they put in place to make sure that every day is a day that they're, you know, that they're grateful for.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'll actually, when I put this together, I'm, I'm actually looking. um. um oh i i have it it'll be uh on the bottom of the screen here the address the uh, apple podcast etc so um that'll be there and i'm i'm going to check it out uh yeah. personally uh cuz that kind of stuff I, I love that kind of stuff um next um this is a little bit uh abstract but um this there's an element of personal growth and, and you talk about that uh the 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 topic of gratitude and healthy habits and mindset and self-care and, and happiness uh, these are all elements that are part of you
1: yeah um, yeah those are you know when i i think again hopefully everybody gets this and wherever they are in their lives but taking care of ourselves uh I think we've all felt overwhelmed. We've all felt run down. We've all felt not how we wanted to. And and so oftentimes, really, what we're after is an experience. It's like like we're, Most of us are chasing something to give us an experience. We feel that if we get this, it'll make us feel a certain way. The reality is, is that if we can start doing the things to make us feel a certain way now, not only will we get to those other things faster, but we will enjoy the journey. And that's really again, all those old adages, it's life is not a destination, you know, but, but a journey. And so if we can start to take care of ourselves and make ourselves a priority, uh, life really does um, up level in terms of the quality of the experience. And so that's been a big theme for my life. Uh, You know, there's a lot of work around that. Sometimes we don't feel worthy of it. Sometimes we feel we've got kids and family and responsibilities, and there's just no time for us. But uh, we have to i mean everybody's only got the 24 hours again we hear all these things all this you know and so the when we find that some people are making time for themselves it removes that excuse that there's no time because i've talked to enough people that have more kids than me that have more responsibilities and a tougher life situation and they still figure it out and they still have have made themselves a priority and that's kind of cool because then it removes that excuse and it makes it possible for me to do as well and then you start finding things that that work for you and and for me uh, there's, there's a lot I have, I do have a nice morning routine extra, you know, and a a lot of it's the same stuff you hear, but there's a few things that have really worked as we were talking about, uh, supplements beforehand and just doing what we can to really fight the aging process and make, you know, make youth, uh, a a constant companion.
0: Uh, and and we discussed that. I'm I'm such a fan of that, the whole youth thing. Um, it's funny. I just interviewed, um, uh, he's from Canada, he used to teach e- economics, and, and he, he wrote a couple of books. Uh, one is called Age Decoded. Uh, very dystopian. Um, but he mm. but he talks about r- real elements, CRISPR and all the genetic yeah. stuff that's going on, with, that you know about. Uh, and, and, you know, down the road, there'll be aging and then it'll reverse it so that yeah. Uh, and then of course that brings up a lot of uh, interesting subjects not important to go into but but you know listening to you, you you're so on top i mean the the stuff you said it, it does make a difference you know uh the the attitude the gratitude i mean all that it's such an ingredient making time for yourself uh it it works you work and what you're doing works and again i ain't no expert. But uh,
1: uh, you know, I function with a lot of those premises, and you—you are, and that's what I think is so powerful about this. Is like you are an expert, right? Like you've you've figured it out, and while maybe you didn't, you know, formally study this or formally study that, but you're an embodiment, which is actually way better. Like people would way rather learn anti-aging or or vitality or light, you know, just from you, because yeah. it's like, well, I want to, I, I want what Kelvin, like, I want that, that I want that. And so I think that that's one of the cool things Thank about you. this. There's a lot of heavy science stuff that, you know, especially like in the, in the realms of AI or some of the, the biogenetic stuff, like it's over my head. Like it just becomes very hard for the common person to follow. But when I look at, when I meet you and it's like, oh, I, I hope that I continue to embrace life like Kelvin, like, that's what I want. I want that. And I think more of us are looking for examples in our own worlds of like, oh, no, that's, that's how I want to feel. That's what I want to want it to look like, whether we know the, the scientific big names and and the Latin words and all those things to go with it um, or not. Thank you.
0: That's a great compliment. I'm going to wear that with a badge of honor. Um, um, And, you know, it's funny, you don't realize you know, while you're on the journey, you, you don't realize you just go and you do and, and you have things in mind. And, you know, I, I've always had this longevity and anti-aging thing. And it's always been in my head and, and you know, the whole notion of aging. And uh, I, I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so you, you can and, and as you get older, you start, you know, listening and learning. Life is listening and learning Um so, uh, so I, yeah, maybe I am a postive boy, and I appreciate those comments, Jeff. Um, yeah. Um. In in my reading about you, there's something called create. There's something, and I, I don't know anything. Uh, create massive change.
1: Yeah. Am I saying it right? Creating massive change. Um, I, I um, mean, it, it's one of my kind of guiding principles. Is I feel, you know, I, I feel like it's possible. I think that that's one of the coolest things is to be able to invites change in and I and you know, I have a seven-year-old um and I watch how quickly he grows and changes and adapts and 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 I think parents are just like if, if we're if anyone's lucky enough to have kids um they do a couple things for us um but he makes me younger he makes me more open to doing things and so this I like and that's what's also beautiful of you don't have to study anything. If you're a parent, like you've had that experience where your young one, all of a sudden, all of a sudden coloring is completely okay again. All of a sudden we're playing with Play-Doh or, or we're doing this, or, you know, we did a, we're kicking the balloon, a balloon. We have a balloon in our living room and we're trying to see how many times we can keep it up without using our hands. Those kind of, like those kind of things, that's a big change for me. If I was just this morning, I was thinking like, what would be my life without him? And the now my desire is to stay young, I want to be in shape. So I mean, being a parent is massive change in a lot of ways. But what I what I've looked at it as is the the trajectory I was on of starting to like, rest more, or I'm tired more, you know, easily than I was when I was younger, but I don't have time to be tired with with Bodhi. And so the invitation, I think, around creating change, whether it's massive or not. I mean, again, I like breaking it down. Ultimately, every year, I think we would all like to look back and say the me 12 months ago is really excited about, like if if that me would know the me now, they'd be really excited that this is where I got to this year. Like, I think we all wanna be on that journey and be able to look back and say, I'm a much better version of myself today than I was just 12 months ago. And so if we can embrace change and if it's and if it's something that we can do in a way that's fun, supportive, enjoyable. We get people involved, or we have reasons that we're doing it. And in my case, for Bodhi and and for the family, but also for my own well being. If there's reasons, and then we create a, a process for it that's fun. All of a sudden, we can create massive change, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel overwhelming or burdensome or hard. Which is how most of us hold creating massive change. So it is. It's kind of one of those pillars that I like to talk about. Um, because I've seen it happen for myself and uh, a lot of the people that I I've had the privilege of talking to have watched them create massive change. And again, there is a process, there's a way for us to do it. And uh, it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be overwhelming.
0: Wow. That Um, is a great way to wind down the serious, uh, uh, heavy stuff. Your your whole, um, I mean, your whole element, your whole positive, we talked about this too, the whole positivity to you and your work uh and 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 we said this before we went and i've been thinking about this and saying it and reading it and uh we just we don't we don't know anything you know basically and and the whole your your being and your work of positivity and how it affects uh, up here i mean really your whole even your whole you know your, your medical your your biological makeup it can be affected by positivity it's true
1: The science continues to roll in like there's mountains of data to show the impact of uh, our perspective, our thoughts on, on not only our experience and and what we perceive to be real, but what actually happens. Like, like, I mean, there's just so much and it's just, it's a very interesting uh, arena to to study if, if people are into that. But if they're not into it, even just for our own very selfish reason of wanting to have more of the the feelings that we want to have on a day-to-day basis it's just worth exploring so which is great
0: um yeah so we've dissected uh you Jeff a, a bit uh and part of you uh which is not prominent i had to kind of dig for this but you you were a, at one point a stand-up comedian
1: well i'll tell you that's we'll use that term very loosely it loosely. was uh, very loosely because i was uh that was my greatest fear the idea of being on stage saying something and and wondering if people were going to find that just that terrified me to i mean just to the depths of my soul and so uh having a very good friend know that about me she signed us up for um for a 12 week stand-up wow. comedy course wow. found a great instructor in la and then she promptly had something in life that came up and and then left so she left me there um alone, which was ended up being really beautiful. I I had an amazing teacher. I ended up taking that same course three, three times back to back. So the whole year I just uh, stayed in it and I had a couple performances and being in LA, like this is where comedians like New York and LA, like there's my teacher has taught a lot of really amazing comedians. And, um, at first that was like a surprise. This was something I was doing to get out of my shell and to get out of my comfort zone but there were a lot of people in my class that were there because this is the this is the career they were you know they were on the path and um I mean one of the I've learned a lot I learned a lot of lessons about that but the but one of the one of the things for me was 12 weeks of working on content and honing things 12 weeks of work and when I got to the haha ha cafe that was the that's one of the the places that we played in in La um I had three minutes of stuff to talk about and I was dripping bullet, like terrified. It was only three minutes out of twelve weeks of of work wow. for my first set. and and there was a very friendly room, friends, family, everyone was very gentle. um, and I got through it. and I'll tell you it didn't like I wasn't like, oh, now this is what I totally want to do with my life. but what it did for me was to to see a fear like that, to feel it every week yeah. for twelve weeks and then to do something. And to feel the love in this case of the room, say, hey, it doesn't matter. Even if like, thankfully, I think people thought it was okay, funny, or, you know, I had some good things, but it didn't, that was secondary. The thing was, we're here to support you doing something that is really a stretch. And then I got excited because this was a fun way to look at life. Like all of a sudden, the the way that this teacher focused was taking things from your own life that were hard. And then you you would turn you would use that because people could relate to struggle. So if I was struggling with one thing or going through something, uh, that would be where we'd connect. And then if I could switch that into a funny experience or story, that would give them a cathartic experience as well. And I thought it was just a genius way of approaching humor. And uh, I just it it was it's it's one of the one of the the years in my life that I think has I, I reflect on the most. I'm most grateful for and uh has helped me in more ways than I wow than I probably so interesting.
0: Yeah. So interesting. Yep. I, I guess if you, you have the intestinal fortitude to get up on stage, not easy and to perform. Oh. And I mean I can't. Well, the respect I, I,
1: I have for those. I mean the respect and, yes. and to be able yeah, it's just the the thing I think I just I feel it's a very hard profession because um you work on something, you know that it's good and then and you've rehearsed it and it doesn't matter because if the crowd's not in the right mood, it's not going to, la- they're not going to, yeah. and you could do one show one night and then go to across the street to it an, and one is good and one is horrible and it's the same, you, it's the same, but you just didn't connect with the, it's just very hard. Hard. And uh, so I have a lot of respect for the people who do that. Um, same
0: here. Uh, yeah. I think it's one of the great gifts to, mm. to get up there and just, I mean, I, I used to marvel at Robin Williams. It was just, Ugh. I mean, marvel, marvel, marvel at Robin Williams, it, it, the the energy and
1: and it, it's the mind to do that. He was he he was in a different, uh, totally yeah. different arena, of being able to just grab whatever was around and turn yeah. it, you know, turn Be, it beyond. Uh,
0: yeah. uh, but uh, and, and listen, I, mean, I I love and and I I watch so many, you know. Uh, live not live but you know on, on HBO or whatever I just marveled at, at comedians just a gift. I, I yeah. wish I had it you know uh last the uh last and one of our uh we we found uh, elements of commonality you know uh you know the positivity, your journey and, and lots of things but the last thing we discovered the, it's a matrix of our relationship yeah our relation you know uh chocolate chip cookies
1: your affectation at the end at the end of the day i mean there are certain there are certain certain things that uh you know no matter how much work i do on myself like i'm not giving i'm not giving that up right like that was in fact yeah it it goes you know i i I thought about it a lot and when i was in my spiritual psychology we did a lot of like reflection back on where we came from and sweets were something that we shared as a family in it but this transcends that and i think a good chocolate chip cookie and we we spoke of the the levon bakery in in uh, new york um it just has a like it's just somewhere else and again i think that there's whether you've done ayahuasca in the in the peruvian uh jungle or you've had a a bite of uh, a freshly out of the oven levon chocolate chip cookie like it transcends oh yeah there's something about it and you and you said it perfectly it's like once you've had that Having like a normal, like, it's just, it's like, oh no, I know there's, I know there's a different place that I belong. Um, yeah. So a, a good chocolate chip cookie, that is the one, it just has, there's a, just a gigantic place in my heart for um, remarkable chocolate chip cookies. Me too, me too. And, and, and
0: I would travel, I would do anything, yeah. go to any length to get a good chocolate chip cookie. and And it's a, it's a quest. You know, it's like, if you were a surfer,
1: you travel all over the world to find that it was a the perfect wave I, you're exactly. that's it's exactly right. I feel that yes. I, I wouldn't mind uh, and I'm curious in in Spain they have something called El Camino where you walk three hundred miles or something as a, a pilgrimage from one part of the country to another. and I always thought like I'd really like to do that, but I'd like it to be from bakery to bakery like i'd I like it to be like that could that could get me that you know that's the prize I want to get to as I get to the next village or whatever that that would be uh. So if if you ever want to put together an El Camino to the best chocolate chip cookies, I'm I'm I, signed up. Uh, you know, that, by the way, that that's a great idea. I got to think on that. <laughs>
0: no, I do have to think on that. It, it's back in the '60s. It's a long story. I, I needed, I needed to gain a hundred pounds. Did you ever hear anything like that? No. No, and and uh, I, it's a long story. I needed to gain hundred pounds. So for six months, I just hit every bakery in New Jersey. Mm. It was fun. Mm. And every deli. And I did gain uh, 100 pounds. Uh, It was stupid. Um, (laughs) And I won't go into it now. So, (laughs) uh, Jeff, this was great. You know, uh, this was so, uh, this was um, uh, quoting a line from the movie uh, Norma Ray, uh, when Ron Liebman tells sally field this was sumptuous mm. uh uh at the end of that movie so this was sumptuous i agree thank and, you so and, much uh i'm inviting you to come back in any shape way form however that would be great uh um uh and quoting and, and clint eastwood one of his dirty harry movies and actually all of them uh you made my day
1: mm, likewise i appreciate that thanks so, so much Kelvin.
0: Yes yeah, so wishing you merry happy healthy all good things only good things thank you come back uh i'm i'm stopping the recording don't leave yet we're going to do okay. a little wrap uh uh thank you jeff thank you